love you, Lord, and I praise you. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, mighty King and mighty God and holy Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for thy great truth. Oh, Lord, for the name that's above every name, we praise the name of Jesus. We worship thee, O Holy One. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, just and true in thy ways, thou King of saints. Oh, Lord, be among that number of saints that worship thee, O God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, Holy One. Thank you, Holy, Holy, Holy God. Thank you, Jesus. Great God, great Savior. He's a good God, a holy God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Let's give our God a big hand. All right. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It is a good thing to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. In the book of Acts, the scripture shows us where Jesus had given instruction to them to go in to Jerusalem and tarry there until they be endued with power from on high. And we see that that not everybody that heard these words went to the place where Jesus was instructing them to go. And they missed out on the most wonderful experience that they could have ever experienced in their life because of the lack of their faith and the lack of desire to go and, and be a part of what God was doing because of whatever they had planned previously to hear in this instruction. And... We see in the scripture where people would make these type of decisions to either follow the word that was instructed or do things that they would like to do themselves instead of that which the scripture's teaching. And it always turns out that people end up getting a little upset after they see what God had in store. And that's all part of having faith, being able to believe right now the things that God has got prepared for his children. The Bible says that your mind can't even comprehend the things, the blessings that God's got prepared for you if you'll simply just believe. All we have to do tonight is just believe in this wonderful truth, the salvation experience that God has given us, and then God's going to make a way through all the rest of the little things that we come encounter with. Amen? You read of Cain. And the scripture says that he was of that wicked one. And how he had instruction and he chose to handle things his own way. And ignore the, the way that things were supposed to be done. And he was not accepted by God. And he got very upset when his brother was accepted because he did that which he was supposed to do. It's very simple to serve God tonight. You simply follow the instructions the scripture lays out there for you. It's nothing complicated. It's nothing that you have to have some kind of degree to figure out. It's simple. It's basic. It's repentance. It's baptism in Jesus' name. And it's receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
What happens, though, is when you tell somebody to do something, either they're going to say, oh, yes, or they're going to say, who do you think you are? You going to tell me what to do? And that is that old flesh. All of us have to contend with that flesh from time to time. And some of us do a little bit better job than others contending with it. Some give up. Some say, I'm not going to be told. I'm not going to be pushed around. I'm not going to be bossed. And some say, you know what? I know I'm going to make a mess of this. I know I don't know what I'm doing. I want to be shown what to do. I want to be led. I want direction here in my life. I want direction tonight from the Holy Ghost. I want direction tonight from the Word of God. I want it to lay out the path before me. And I want to follow that path. Amen. Because there's a way that I see, and there's a way that you see, and that way seemeth right, the Scripture says, to a man in his own eyes. But the end of that way is death. I want nothing to do with my, my ideas, if you will. I want to follow God's plan. I want to see God's instruction. I want to, I want to see what God's got. Amen. Because I don't want to be those people as they were that day that missed out on the Holy Ghost being poured out. I don't want to be those people floating in the water next to the ark as it begins to rain, and then realizing, hey, <laughs> oh, oh, we, we should have listened here. We, we should have paid attention when the preacher was preaching. No, no, see, it's too late then. I want to be a part of it right now. I want to have faith. I want to look down the road and say, hey, look, my God's doing good things here. I want to jump in here. I want to pour all myself in this work. Amen. Amen. God's doing good things. Amen. You may be seated. In the midst of everything that God's trying to do, the devil's trying to do his own thing as well. Noah just didn't throw that ark up with no hindrance whatsoever. Of course not. There's people saying things, people accusing, people you know, uh, trying to stop the work, but it didn't make a difference because Noah had found something there. He found instruction. He found direction. He, he, he didn't know what to do, but then God showed him, hey, hey, buddy, this is what you need to do. Do this and everything's going to be okay. And when you find direction in the Holy Ghost, you find direction in the Word of God, then you have something to hold on to. The Bible says to cleave to this Word. Cleave to it. You hold on to this experience that God's given. You hold on to that experience, and there is nothing that's going to separate you away from the place that God has got for you. Amen. But as soon as you start allowing the enemy to come and creep and begin to divide that hold that you've got on truth, you're going to lose sight in what God's going to do. And you begin to doubt and fear the very things that God has promised you in this place tonight. Amen. I don't want to doubt. I don't want to fear. The Bible says that perfect love casteth out all fear. That's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost removes that fear and puts peace in its place. Puts joy in its place. Puts happiness in its place. Amen. Puts confidence in its place. To be able to stand and know, I'm not just dealing with some little thing here tonight. I'm dealing with the creator of all things. He sees every situation. He sees every battle. He sees every tear that I cry. He sees everything that comes in. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because he looks at these things as light affliction. I read that the other day. And I said, oh, Lord. I said, I hate to, I hate to see heavy affliction. I said, if this is light affliction, oh, boy. But he says that to let you know, hey, don't sweat the small things. Don't, don't let the enemy just bombard you with life. You have to look past all these things and realize he's got a place prepared for you. 
He's got peace waiting for you. He's got joy waiting for you. Everything that you have really have need of here, he's got. Amen. I was reading the other day about the children of Israel. I was teaching a Bible study and how when God was providing for them and God was working everything out for them, they began to lose sight of what they were doing and lose sight of, of what was happening before their very eyes. And they begin to question and begin to fear and begin to complain about the things that they had because it wasn't the things their flesh was desiring. And there are times when we go through some things and on this journey, and there are times where our flesh isn't necessarily content. It's not necessarily happy with situations. And so the first instinct is to complain. The first instinct is to, to doubt and to fear and to look at something else. So oh, that's so much better than what I've got. And that's the exact opposite of what we need to do. We need to look at everything that God has given and God places in our life and that God provides for us in our life and realize this is a blessing from God. These are the things that God has given us at this time to make it through this journey that we are on for Him. This is not about me. It's not about what I want, not about what I want to have, but rather it's all about winning the loss. It's all about seeing the kingdom of God. Amen. And that's why Paul wrote and said, hey, I've learned something here. And I've learned that whatever state I'm in, whatever my condition is, whatever I'm, I have coming against me, I've learned to be content. Because I know it's not about the right now. It's not about what I see. It's about what I see coming down the road. It's about this faith that I've got. It's about this experience and, and this touch of the Holy Ghost that I have in my heart. And I know, <laughs> I know that everything is going to be just right. Amen. Amen. We were singing that song just a little bit ago. And if that song don't get up in your Holy Ghost, I don't know what does. <laughs> Start singing about being buried in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Having a covering. Having a new beginning, having a fresh start, having all of our wickedness wiped away and everything, behold, is new. It's, it's new. God gives us a new beginning. Amen. That's, that, that's something to keep shouting about. That's something to keep getting excited about. You know? And you know, the first day that God rained man out of the sky, what do you think they did? They shouted. They were hungry, and God provided, and they shouted they were happy about receiving something to eat but day 562 like, oh man why do we have to eat this again i don't want that <laughs> day one two three four five you know if I, you know however many days it is every day when i hear being buried in the name of jesus i want to have the same Holy Ghost feeling. I, I, I want to I have the same joy. I want to have the same shout. I want to have the same victory here tonight. I, I don't want to lose sight of what God's given and what God's pouring out. I don't want to lose here the blessing that God's given. Amen. And begin to think that, that, that it's, it just is the way it's supposed to be. No, no, no. No, God's got victory for His church. God's going to make a way through every little thing that comes along. That's what God does if we just keep holding on. We just keep our hands lifted up. We just keep victory in our step. 
we keep a smile on our face, knowing with confidence, hey, it's all right. God's running this show. I'm not running this show. If God wanted to be different, guess what? It'd be different. But this is the way that God wants it to be. So, hey, we're going to make it through. It's going to be all right here. If he wants us to eat peanut butter and jelly every day, bless God, we're going to eat peanut butter and jelly every day. And we're going to do it with a smile. And we're going to do it with confidence, knowing, hey, God's providing here tonight. <laughs> and when the enemy tries to discourage, it's simply, hey, I don't want to listen to that. I don't want that in my ear. I don't want to be around that. I don't want your negativity because my God is doing great things. My God's opening big doors up. Oh, yeah, my God's doing awesome things here. I don't want to hear anything besides that. Amen. Because I know what it was like before. I know what it's like going down in that name. (laughs) I know what it's like receiving the Holy Ghost. And the devil can't take that away. He can try. He He can bring all kinds of different things, but he cannot take away your joy and your praise and your worship here tonight. Amen. I want to praise him. I want to praise him with everything that I've got. I want to praise him. Everything that I have, it's all his. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes it's not always easy to do that. Sometimes you want to just lay down and give up and say, oh, no, I can't take anymore. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, it shouldn't work that way. Amen. I recount every time you read in the Scripture all the things that they had done to Jesus, all the accusations, every, everything they came against him with, and, 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 and all that, and he still didn't say a word. He still just sat there. Because he knew, hey, this is, this is not what it's about. This is not what it's about. But if you get caught up in all that emotion, you lose sight of what it is about. Amen. People can say all they want to say, but guess what? God's still filled with the Holy Ghost. They can, they can say whatever they want to say, but guess what? My sins are still buried. And they're gone. And he don't see them anymore. And that's all that matters. Amen. You hold true to this salvation. And you praise God every day for this salvation. And guess what? Everything is going to fall down. It's going to walk away. It's going to vanish away. But if you give, you know, the Bible does say if you resist the devil, he will flee. But if you keep giving an ear to him, and you keep listening to his garbage, then it's going to consume you. Amen. Just, you know, cut some things out. Remove some things. Separate from some things. Amen. That is what repentance is. Removal. Taking out the trash. Getting rid of the garbage. Getting out the things that don't belong to make room for the good things. The right things here tonight. Amen. I'm so glad that we're in a place tonight that's teaching the right things. That's giving the right instruction, the right direction here tonight. Amen. That's, That's priceless. That's priceless. Amen. Let's worship the Lord tonight. Let's thank Him for this night that He has given us to be able to call upon His name, to be able to feel His presence, to be able to have this truth and this salvation. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you're going to do right now in this house, Lord. For survival.
Jesus. Thank you, mighty King, my Savior. Thank you, O Lord. Very quickly, if you have a Bible tonight, turn to the book of Hebrews. Don't know where it's at. Go to Revelation, last book in the Bible, and work your way backwards just a little bit. And you will come to the book of Hebrews. Very nice to have Pastor and Sister Hopper. And these very nice looking family from up there, these young people. Very nice to have them here. And I'm sure all our young people are going to find them out after service and shake their hands and make them feel oh so welcome because they are welcome. Very glad they're here. Amen. All right. Hebrews chapter 13. That's the last chapter of the book of Hebrews. And I would like to read. Two verses, verses 5 and 6 of Hebrews chapter 13. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Verse 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. I want to work for just a little bit tonight on I had help. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. In the 16th chapter of the Gospel according to John, verse 13 Jesus was teaching in his earthly ministry, and he said, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will, he will, no, for he will, for he shall, boy, let's get that right, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Years ago, I was given a testimony, and just at this last uh, peak that Brother Vincent was sent out to, uh, Pastor Urshan was there, and I had told him to ask the day speaker, the day preacher, about this testimony, because the testimony was of this man as a young a younger man when he was just out of college and uh, I wanted to him to relate it to him and get his verification on it and what did it say lest I had believed in vain or run in vain <laughs> I thought I'd check on it and uh, <clears throat> the testimony went like this this came from a preacher to me because this young man was at his church taking some a test and the only thing I got didn't get conveyed to me correctly was I thought he was in college, but he had already finished college, uh, I believe for electrical engineering, maybe he got his degree in something along those lines, and uh, he was now taking a test for his general contracting license. And uh, there were 260 others taking this test. And that night, before the test, as he went to bed, and fell asleep sometime between 
falling asleep and getting up in the morning, the Lord gave him a dream. And in the dream, the Lord showed him a problem. And the God of heaven and earth was so nice as to show him the answer to the problem. Didn't leave him hanging. So he got up in the morning, you know, just brushed his teeth and went about all the normal things and headed on down to be on time to take this very difficult test. And uh, with 260 other applicants. And so having taken the test, uh, the time came when the results came in. And of the 260 students or applicants that took this test, he was the only one that got the bonus question correct. And so the teacher sought him out. And the teacher was a little bit upset because the teacher had been giving this test for many years. And he said, you're the first and only one that has ever gotten this question right. He said, how did you do that? And so he simply said, I had help. And so the teacher looked at him and said, aha! He said, you cheated. And he said, no, sir. He said, I had help. He said, God showed it to me in a dream. And the manager never heard that one before. <laughs> I had help. The Bible said that the Holy Ghost would show you things to come. Now, you know, faith without works is dead, so don't start, don't stop studying and think God's going to tell you all the answers, okay? doesn't work that way. doesn't work that way. Now, this was a diligent student, a studious individual who, who had applied himself and prepared himself for this test. But uh, this question, can you imagine 260 just in that one test, in that one session, and how many years this teacher had been giving over and over again this test and giving that same bonus question over and over again, and nobody ever got it right until today. And that's because, as the brother said, I had help. The Lord is my helper. The Holy Ghost will show you things to come. Let me tell you, there are times when you're going to have your back against the wall. There are times when you're not sure how it's going to happen but you know it's going to work out. You know God said, I will never leave thee, and I will never forsake thee. So let your conversation, let your lifestyle or your style of living, don't let it get involved with being covetous. Don't let it be about I want what everybody else has got. Don't be looking over the fence and looking to other places and other things. Rather be content with what God puts in your life. And tell yourself that I may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I have a little help. How did you do this? How did you get through this? How did you accomplish that? I had help. My help cometh from above. My help cometh from God. God can do and show what nobody else can do. He can do that for you. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. I've certainly had people scratch their heads and wonder how, let's just make it plural, how we do what we do. And we've often said because we have a big God. We serve a big God. The writer of Revelation inspired and shown 
by the Holy Ghost. He saw a number which no man could number. And he saw them. And the question was, where did they come from? And he answered and said, Thou knowest. And said, These are they which came out of great tribulation. How did they do that? I had a little help. I had some help. I had some help from the Holy Ghost. I had some help from the Holy God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I called upon that name of Jesus Christ, and help came my way. I'm telling you, the Lord is my helper. I'm so glad you can bring it down to you individually. The Lord is, everybody think about that for a moment. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. He's going to help you individually. He's going to help us collectively. He helps us as the body of Christ, the church, but He also helps us individually. He can help you on your job every day. He can help you in your schooling every day. He can help you up and down the streets and places that you go and, and places that you wind up doing things. He can be, and He is right there, and He can give you the help that you need. And He does it day in and day out. I tell you that God is doing things in places that you don't know. He's helping you in invisible ways that you cannot see. But your faith is telling you, the Lord is my helper. How did I make it another day? How did I make it another week? How did I make it out of that situation? How did this work out and that work out? You had help. You had help. And you acknowledge that help. You acknowledge that my help cometh from the Lord. That's where I had help. The world doesn't understand that. The teacher, the professor scratches his head and wonders, what, what is that person saying? But you know what? You be that light. You be, don't fear to give that testimony. Don't fear to let them know that it's God that's keeping you standing, that it's God that's making the way for you. It's God that's doing the impossible, as we said today from the Scripture, that with Him all things are possible. I don't have to fear what man shall do unto me because the Lord is my helper. I can proclaim that with boldness, meaning with confidence. I speak confidently of the things of my God. And he looked at that group and said, these are they which came out of great tribulation. It was God that gave them the help. It was God that pulled them out of the fire. It was God that set them around a throne to worship and to praise and to magnify Him. I'm telling you, there's going to be a number that no man can number. And they're going to, people are going to wonder. Spirits are going to proclaim and say, how did they do it? And it's going to be because God helped them. Thank you, Jesus, for the help that you've given to us. Come on and lift your heart with your hands. Amen. How did you get out of that horrible pit? How did you get out of that miry clay? How did you get out of that bad situation? How did you survive that nasty neighborhood? How did you make it through? It's because you had help. And you know where your help came from. Your help came from God. Let's begin to gather in a few moments. Come on. Yeah. 